This crapholes population loves to pick on Ben Roethlisberger. The very dumbest of those are acting like he won't be ready for the 2020 season because of his beard. A very lush and thick beard, which was on display last night when Ben attended the West Virginia Mountaineers men's basketball game along with his pet, Ryan Switzer. Uh, If Ben's elbow doesn't heal, the Steelers are screwed. But it will have zero to do with Ben's beer. Maybe 38's too old to play quarterback in the league. Most times it has been. But believe me, if Ben has a bad 2020, it won't be because of his beer. The age maybe, the elbow maybe, but not the beer. It's just always something with Ben for you jerks. It's the interceptions from 2018 even though he threw for over 5,000 yards. It's not having a great Super Bowl against Seattle, even though Ben would have been the MVP of those playoffs. It's because he didn't tip some crappy waitress when he was a rookie, even though his charitable work with the police dog thing is beyond reproach and has gone on for over a decade. It's embellishment, it's exaggeration, it's outright fiction, it's, hey, blame the quarterback, and it all sucks. But bitching about the beard is absurd. So hey, Ben Beard Bashers and Ben Beard Bitchers, guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing needs. I always go to say plumbing, heating, and cooling. But Mertz doesn't do heating and cooling anymore, so I kind of stumble through that that part of the ad. Uh, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, the Ben Beard thing. It's a great beard. I don't see how that translates into him not being ready for the 2020 season. Uh, and again, I got lambasted before by some douche for having a double standard because, you know, Juju can't have fun. And Ben can, you know, the reason being that Ben has two rings and a Hall of Fame career. That's relevant no matter what anybody would want to believe. But uh, Juju can do anything and you love it. All Ben's done is being this time rings and glory and, and pride. And I mean, without Ben, they don't win those two Super Bowls, period. They just don't. But everything he does is wrong to some people and everything Juju does is great. And I can't wait for Juju to continue disappointing you. I can't wait till Juju stinks in 2020. I can't wait till James Conner gets hurt again in 2020. And boy, am I going to let you hear about it. Boy, am I going to let you hear about it. Uh, We're talking about Rage Against the Machine earlier. They're doing a tour for the first time in, what, 20 years, 10 years? Who cares? I think they're pretty good, by the way. I'm not going to go see them, but I do think they're pretty good. 
And tickets are on sale for July 31st at PPG Paints Arena. And there's tickets upwards of $500, upwards of $400. These are the anti-capitalist guys. These are the anti-rich guys. These are the Bernie Sanders guys. These are the socialist guys. These are the communist guys. If I'm not mistaken, early in their career, they would perform against the backdrop of a hammer and sickle, the communist logo. And now they're charging over $400 and over $500 for tickets? Boy, hypocrisy, thy name, is rage against the machine. If you're charging four and five hundred per ticket, Tom Morello, Zach D. LaRocca, all you guys, Commodore Wilk, if you're charging that much for tickets, you're not raging against the machine. You're now officially part of the machine. Period. And somebody tweeted me, well, they're giving some of that money to charity. Oh, F that. The concern should be to get your fans into the venue as cheaply as possible. That should be your concern if you really stood for what you say you've stood for all these years. Rage Against the Machine now is just raging against itself. Let's go to Vincent Shaler. Vince, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, if you played for the Astros and in 2017 you were one of the ones who was cheating, would you be sorry now, given that you already knew you might get caught and obviously didn't have a problem with the cheating in the first place? No, I wouldn't be sorry, but I'd do a better job selling that I was because that's really important now. Because yeah, one thing no, that always that... happens with somebody who cheats and succeeds, they don't have to give back the money. They might have to give back everything else in theory, but you don't have to give back the money. No, no, I agree with you. I think that's what you saw this morning because I don't think they are sorry. And I don't know if anybody else would feel sorry either because if they, if they actually felt bad about it, they wouldn't have done it in the first place. Uh, or they would have stopped it. I love when Charlie Morton says that he wished he'd have said more. Verlander says he wishes he would have said more. I guarantee those guys didn't say anything, let alone consider saying more. Nick tweets, those are resale prices. Tickets are 125 bucks. Do your research. Uh, first off, they're not resale prices. These were the price of the ticket. I know how to use Ticketmaster. I do it all the time. The prices were 425 and 525 in certain places. And... Uh, ex- uh, and uh, if Ticketmaster does resale, they scalp their own tickets. So any ticket for sale on Ticketmaster is sold by Ticketmaster if it's, you know, uh, if they jerk up the prices because they're scalping their own tickets, as Ticketmaster's done for quite some time. No, I'm sorry. This is on uh, Rage Against the Machine. Let's go to Mark at home. Mark, you're on with Double M. What up, Super Genius? What up, man? You know, all these people are saying Ben's not going to be able to uh, play to expectations. If we really think about this in depth, he's missed how much of his career due to injury, and obviously he has trained as well. So, yes, he is 38. He really hasn't missed that much of his career due to injury. He's missed, you know, games here and there. Last year was his first significant season-ending injury. Okay. But he's had all off all season and all off season to train, and it's I not, personally it's not think about that training, he will, it's about rehabilitating an elbow that had three tendons in it repaired by surgery. Very true. It's not about whether he's fat or not. See, the beard is being used to accuse him of being fat because the beard makes him look heavy. Doesn't mean he is heavy, well, but the beard makes him look heavy, and that's why people are flipping out because. Fat people are the last people we can lambaste 
without uh, fear of uh, PC America coming down on us? Well, those people are just stupid. <laughs> They're just not educated. Well, people just want to take shots at Ben, period. That's the problem. Thank you for the call. Yeah, Ben in his career, he missed the, the four games due to suspension the one year. The most games he had missed in a season before last year was four. And he did that uh, once he missed three games a couple times. That is, oh, wait, the once was caused the suspension. That is hardly unreasonable. Really, Ben, given, you know, uh, the punishment he's taken has been very durable. But God forbid he get given credit by a city for which he won two Super Bowls. Uh, God forbid a city should embrace him after he won two Super Bowls to feed the only thing they take any citywide pride in. Because let's face it, all y'all, this whole city, this dump, all you do is take pride in football and that's it. And really, what else do you have? The steel industry died up. I mean, you're kind of a corporate city now, but very much small potatoes compared to most corporate cities. Football feeds your egos. Ben has fed your ego. Without him, you don't win the last two Super Bowls, but he still doesn't get the credit in Pittsburgh he deserves. And I don't know how many times I have to say it's shameful, and I don't know why I bother because it's never going to change. Let's go to Brian in Greensburg. Brian, you're on with Mark. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Good, Brian. Hey, man, now you're talking about uh, telling everybody about, you know, you're going to let us know if Schuster has a bad year and Connor has a bad year. Well, what do you think about Ben? I'm gonna, I want to hear it from you when he has a bad year. You know what? When he has a bad year, I'll say, boy, remember when he won the two Super Bowls? Well, I mean, you can't live on the past. Oh, actually, past, this right? town has done nothing but live on the past when it comes to the Steelers. And it's better to be a has-been than a never-was. Okay, I'll criticize never-was as out the yin-yang. Because Juju and James Conner aren't going to ever do bupkis. Okay, just like Bell and Brown didn't do bupkis except individually. I told you they wouldn't win, and they didn't win. Now I'm telling you Juju and Connor won't win, and they won't win. Yeah, I don't, I'm not arguing with you there. I have no argument there, buddy. I just, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not on the bandwagon. Oh, really? The bandwagon? Wow, neat, neat turn of a phrase. Two Super Bowls, Hall well, of Fame, I mean, GFY. Let me repeat it. Two Super Bowls, Hall of Fame, GFY. Thank you for the call. Okay, we got Jason Zucker, the president of Jason Zucker's MF. He joins me at the bottom of the hour. That's the newest Penguin here on 105.9. Jacks at 105.9. We've been talking about Ben Roethlisberger getting heat on social media for his beard because he has a big bushy beard of all things. People saying... Oh, he's fat. He's not ready. He's going to have a bad year. If he has a bad year, it won't be because of his beard. And I've said many times, and I repeat now, I can't believe everybody in Pittsburgh doesn't love Ben Roethlisberger. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He won two Super Bowls. He's propped the Steelers up in an era when they would otherwise stink. And yet there's so many people in Pittsburgh who don't like Ben who hate on Ben, who pick on Ben, and I just don't get it. It's one of those occasions where you as a city embarrass yourselves and very much embarrass me. Let's go to Doug and Jeanette. Doug, you're on with Mark. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Uh, I just wanted to say I, I totally agree with you on, on that. Um, I could care less about his beard. 
I think he's a, one of the best quarterbacks to ever played a game. Um, and like you said, if we didn't have him, we don't win them two Super Bowls. And I also believe he comes back, we win another one. Well, I don't know and about I, that. Uh, but he doesn't have a lot to work with offensively. But I just think it's amazing that he has done what he's done. And when he retires, it will be the end of an era. I can guarantee that. I can't believe he's done what he's done and doesn't have uh, e- even universal respect here in Pittsburgh, let alone admiration. I, I definitely respect him. I'm always sticking up for him here, man. I totally agree with that, and it pisses me off, to be honest with you. Let's go to Scott and Beaver Connie. Scott, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. How are you today? Terrific. I totally agree, too. I don't understand these people that, that aren't aren't on Ben's side. And, and the fact that what you were just talking about with the beard and the weight, he's a professional. That guy's going to be ready to go. He'll be slim and trim and ready to go in July or June. Well, I, I don't know if he'll be slim camp. and trim, but he is a profession. He'll he'll be ready yeah. as he can be at 38. Now, if he's too yeah. old, yeah. that's one thing. If the arm doesn't heal the elbow, that's another thing. But but this yeah. town and, idolizes and, the never wases. This time idolizes the, the the people who don't put winning first. This town idolizes uh, the toxic twins and now the new toxic twins. And I don't get that. We have people on Twitter saying they should bring A.B. back. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard of. He did nothing but defecate on the logo. You know, I say instead of bringing A.B. back, why not let a homeless man literally take a number two on the logo at the 50-yard line before the home opener because that's the equivalency. Yeah. Mark, the other thing, too, is is Ben, ben truly is a franchise quarterback. And you look at these guys that are coming out now, that they're trying to 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 tag them with the franchise. These guys aren't franchise quarterbacks, and I don't, I, you know, I I don't know what the 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 number of years between when Bradshaw retired and when we drafted Ben. But I have a feeling that when Ben retires, that that period of time might be even longer till we get another franchise quarterback. Uh, I'm sure it will be because there's only a handful, like twelve or thirteen, even average quarterbacks or better in the league today. Okay, up next, it's the newest Penguin. Played his first game Tuesday. Got a practice in today. Acquired from the Minnesota Wild, it's left winger Jason Zucker. Jason Zucker just around the corner here on the X. It's the X at 105.9. My guest right now is adjusting to his new home here in Pittsburgh, so I certainly appreciate him taking the time. Let's welcome to the program Penguins winger Jason Zucker. Uh, Jason, Minnesota had been your only pro organization. This is the first time you've been traded. That's a shock on a lot of levels, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. First off, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be on and uh, happy to be here in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, it was a, it was a heck of a day. Um, you know, getting that phone call that evening and uh, you know trying to figure out uh, logistics to get here and playing the next night. So. It's a bit of a whirlwind, but you know what? It's uh, it's very exciting for me, and um, again, I'm, I'm very happy to be here, so it's all good. How long ago did you suspect the trade was in the works? Because it, it had certainly been talked about. Yeah, you know what? I never – it's funny because those rumors happen, and, and you never really know how true they are or, um, you know, how close they are to happening or any of that. So there's always rumors out there that have been for a couple of years now, but, um, you know, I, I, was, I was very unaware of – um, you know, how, how quickly it could have happened. How tough was the first game on Tuesday? And I mean that literally, Jason, because you traveled to Pittsburgh the day of, you're switching teams, new locker room. Uh, I thought you did okay, but that's got to be tough. 
Yeah, you know what? It wasn't my best game. I'll I'll, I'll be honest, but uh, I didn't uh, expect it to be my best either. It was, you know, I came and, and just tried to work and um, show what I could do a little bit, and and hopefully these next few games will be a little better. Um, obviously, it was uh, it was a you know a tough day adjusting to everything, just trying to get here. Um, you know, but anybody that's been traded has been through that. Um, they know that's how it goes, and um, you just try to make the best of it. Now you say it wasn't your best game, but. You got five sc- shots and you skated pretty good. I mean, uh, you were definitely in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like to, you know, for me, that's those are my assets is, is shooting and skating. And so um, I wanted to show that. I wanted to show that uh, no matter what the situation is, that's what I'm going to try to do every night. Um, obviously, you know, I'd like to have a little bit better hands next game and, um, you know, handle pucks and make some more plays, which which I know I can do. Um, but that'll come with time. You know, it'll come with, with learning the system, learning the players I'm playing with, um, you know, getting to know the guys in the room. And, and once we gain some more chemistry, it'll start being a lot better. Now, you played on the line with Sidney Crosby on Tuesday. You practiced with Sid today. What's the fit like there? Uh, what has to happen, Jason, for that combination to work? And honestly, it's just playing together. It's, it's playing um, his tendencies. Obviously, I've watched him a ton, played against him, you know, for a few years now. And um, he's an unbelievable player. So he's not a hard guy to try to figure out um, in, in any way. So for me, it's... It, it's more about my game trying to, um, you know, make sure that I'm skating and, and making the simple plays so that we have the opportunity to make plays um, when it comes to the offensive zone. And um, I feel that I, I hound pucks in the offensive zone, try to create some turnovers, um, and then hopefully we can, we can uh, you know, put those pucks in the net. Now we've talked about your speed and, and your straight line game. Between speed, what are your other strengths? What do you mostly rely on? You know, for me, again, my two biggest are skating and shooting for sure. Um, but I also, you know, I think I play a great game. And, and I think, um, you know, I'm not afraid to get in the corners and hit and, and go around the net. And um, I'm not the, uh, you know, the half-wall passer that's going to make some some unbelievable backdoor saucer passes. It's, uh, you know, mine's a, a pretty simple game. Um, but for me, it, it works. Now, you get a lot of breakaways and odd man breaks. If you, if you search Jason Zucker on YouTube, that's all you see. And I know that's a lot to do with speed, but there's more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're trying to create breakdowns within the other, you know, the opposition. And, um, you know, for me, I think that's what's so great about playing with a guy like Crosby. I mean, he's, um, he, he creates breakdowns. He, he creates, you know, having two guys come to him and, and making plays through them. And so for me, at, at that point, it's going to be about scoring the goal. You know, you made a great point about Sid earlier. Uh, for as creative as he is and as great as he is, He's not the hardest guy to figure out, is he? He kind of does hockey one-on-one at a high level, it seems. Yeah, I mean, he thinks the game quicker than, than anybody I've ever seen, um, and, and I've been around him for, for three days. Um, and, and, you know, for me, that's that's uh, an unbelievable talent that he has. Um, and, again, for me, it's about trying to make sure that I'm opening up some plays with my speed. Um, if I can push a defenseman back an extra five feet, even two feet, for a guy like Crosby, two feet is an hour to make a play. And so I'm hoping that I can use my speed to push back some defense, but give him a little bit more room in the neutral zone, in the offensive zone, um, and let him make those plays. We're talking to newest Penguin, Jason Zulker, here on the home of the Penguins, 105.90X. Uh, you had a broken fibula earlier in the year, Jason. Uh, do you feel you're past that? Are you at 100% physically pretty much? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it feels great. Um, the surgeons back in Minnesota did a wonderful job. Um, you know, putting it together and, and making sure it all healed well. Um, the, the training staff in Minnesota did a wonderful job of, of uh, rehabbing and making sure that all points of it were, were great. So um, it's been very good. Um, I feel great on the ice. 
Um, I'm making sure I keep it up on the maintenance of it as far as rehab goes. But overall, it's been very, very good. Now, you're 28 and you've been in the NHL for a decade. But what's it like to walk into Pittsburgh's locker room and see all the stars? Uh, what runs through your head? It's just, it's an honor to be here, honestly. It's, uh, you know, you, you know the, the past of the Penguins. Um, you know, there's some unbelievable names that have put on this jersey. Um, and, you know, for me, it, it's an exciting thing to, to see. Um, you know, and then obviously the players that are still playing here that are, that are unbelievable players as well. So, um, again, it, it, it's very exciting to be a part of this organization. Um, you know, their, their reputation precedes itself, of course, and it's something that, uh, again, I'm just looking forward to this opportunity. Well, how good can this team be? I mean, I know you're coming here with high hopes. Absolutely. I mean, the sky's the limit for us, honestly, and, and uh, I'm still getting to learn the guys in the system and um, how they how they operate on a daily basis. But um, in, in a few short days, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very impressed by this team. I'm impressed by the cohesiveness, um, you know, in the locker room and, and, the, and how well the guys get along. Um, I'm just imp- I'm impressed by the whole operation, to be honest. And, uh, you know, again, it, that that part of it just makes me more excited to be here. Is it a big deal to switch from the Western Conference to the East? Is the style of play different? <clears throat> I think it is very different. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the East seems to be a lot more up tempo, um, pushing the pace, um, you know, a very, very up tempo game. And, and I know not every team plays that way. But, um, you know, I know coming from from the West, that's typically um, how a lot of it went uh, when playing the teams from the East. But, um, you know, and, and this year the East is, is uh, you know, been dominating the league, the, the teams in the East. Um, we were talking about it today in the locker room. I mean, it seems like um, somewhere around 100 points is going to get you into the playoffs, you know. And uh, so it's it's very tight race. Um, every team is competitive and playing very well. And so it definitely makes it tough. Was it good to get a practice in today? That's got to mean a lot when you join a new team to, to settle in at a practice. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great to be out there. It was a it was a good work day for us. Um, again, I'm trying to uh, just adjust everything and make sure that I I'm soaking everything in as as, as best I can and make sure that uh, no matter what, you know, I'm I'm just trying to use my assets that I can. Um, but again, a, a practice just allows you to kind of settle in a little bit more, get to know your teammates a little more, um, see how the coaching staff, the the training staff, everything runs, and how the operation runs on a day to day basis. Um, and overall, just being on the ice again is, is a great feeling. Now, what are the coaches telling you and the, uh, the team leaders and captains? What kind of input are you getting from them so far? Uh, you know what? It's honestly been pretty minimal. And, uh, you know, they try not to inundate you with too much data right off the bat and, and get you thinking too much. They want to give you the basic systems, and then they'll go over the rest with you after you start figuring that stuff out. And, um, you know, the good part is, is we've still got uh, a good amount of games left in this season, so we want to make sure – you know, from from their perspective, they want to make sure that I'm I'm grasping the system right away, and then at that point they'll start talking um, about some more you know finer details of the game. Yeah, Jim Rutherford always does that here. Uh, the GM he tends to make deals a couple weeks before the deadline, and and that is important. Like you said, that's that much more adjustment period, isn't it? Yeah, it makes a big difference. I mean, that couple of weeks is is a huge deal, and uh, you know it's going to give me time to. You know, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how many games I, I didn't get a chance to look, but uh, you know, it gives me that much more time to to play in games before before a playoff push and um, you know a playoff run, hopefully. And um, you know, that's that's a, a great thing for for uh, someone in my position. And finally, Jason, uh, Matt Collins with the Pittsburgh organization, and I I know you two played together on the Wild. He's done quite a bit to help you adjust, hasn't he? 
I hate that guy. He's awful. Uh, I'm just I'm completely kidding. Yeah, Matt well, Collins. He must guy. be right there, is he? Yeah, no, he's not. But I wish he was. I hope he's listening to this. But um, you know, he's uh, he's an unbelievable guy. I mean, from from my rookie year when when I came into the league, he was in Minnesota, um, and then I got to spend some time with him again when he came back to Minnesota a couple of years ago. Um, I, I have nothing but great things to say about Matt. Um, oddly enough, him and I ended up on the same flight out here um, when I got traded a couple days ago. And so it was great to be able to just chat with him. Um, he's been a huge help, um, you know, trying to help me learn the system and just uh, give me a few pointers here and there. And, um, you know, again, he, he's a perfect guy to be learning from. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's been a busy uh, couple days here. Welcome to Pittsburgh, and we'll see you tomorrow night at the rink. All right. Thank you. Take care. That is Jason Zucker. And uh, good interview. Good player. Uh as soon as he admitted, you know, after the game Tuesday, it wasn't his best night. That's accountability, and that's a big thing here in Pittsburgh. And uh, I would bet tomorrow night against Montreal is a lot better. Heck, the guy had five shots on what he called an off night. I bet one of them goes in tomorrow. Uh, thanks, as always, to the Penguins PR department and the lovely Jen Bellano for uh, facilitating that. Thanks to Jason Zucker, because, like I said, you get traded, it's a whirlwind. We're able to take 10 minutes out and jump on the show. Uh, that, that's what makes this show, as far as I'm concerned. I'm very grateful for, for guys like that. So, time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. You can ask me anything you want about anything you want. It'll be a, a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty lengthy segment for Ask Mark Anything. But that's how we like it, because we can't think of anything else to, to replace Ask Mark Anything. You know, Ask Mark Anything has been a part of this show since day one, 24 years ago. And I'd love to replace it, but I can't think of anything. I'd love to replace the list. I can't think of anything. This show's just going to die of natural causes before I know it. I had a chance to transplant organs, and I just didn't take advantage. By the way, uh, the great Pittsburgh sports debate is on Wednesday, March 11th at Tequila Cowboy. Uh, Just... Find the chalk outline of Todd Haley on the sidewalk outside and stroll right in. Got to be 21. It's basically an R-rated version of this show, along with uh, Pursuta, Saverin, Crowley, and Benz. But let's make no mistake about who the big attraction is. It's yours truly. Uh, even more R-rated, I should say, because this show is kind of, I don't want to say tasteless and crude, but there are elements of that. And you can get VIP tickets, free food, a couple complimentary Bud Lights. Uh, if you want general admission, tickets are free, but it uh, fills up in a hurry, so register and reserve your spot. That's the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. I'll be honest, if I could possibly get out of it, I would. But because of that, I'm so angry when it kicks off that I'm usually pretty entertaining. So that's the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate brought to you by Bud Light on Wednesday, March 11th, at Tequila Cowboys. Time to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. It's Abby. And I'm like, but it's... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Tick. Nine. Time not to ask Mark anything brought to you by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Get your tickets at pittsburghpenguins.com. Can't wait for the game tomorrow night against Montreal. Let's go to John in the car. John, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, this might not be exciting for your Ask Mark Anything section, but uh, just dovetailing on your last interview, uh, do you have any deeper background information on Dumoulin and Bukestad? And if those guys end up being uh, hurt worse than what was planned and somehow he can long-term uh, injure them? I don't think if Bukestad's uh, injured worse, I don't think it affects the Penguins' plans at all. I think he would have a very minor role, if any role, upon his return from the injured list. Uh, Dumoulin has been out uh, over nine weeks now. He's not yet skating. Is it a worry? Yes. But, you know, I, I have a lot of sources within an organization, and I would know if they suspected something was wrong or if there had been a setback. And I get no indication of that at this time. So we just got to play it by ear with Dumo. And there's obviously well, I'm, no point at all I'm rushing sorry. him back. No, I agree. I was just wondering if it would be the case. Would he be able to use that money? Because Bukes had a pretty big ticket to pick up another player because they'll have money under the, more money under the cap then. Yeah, I don't think Jim's looking to pick up a big ticket player. He already has the Galchenyuk space to work with. I guess the Bukestad money could make uh, could make more room if he is on injured reserve the rest of the season. But as of now, uh, I don't think that's even being talked about. Let's go to Joe in Swissville. Joe. Yes, Mark, how you doing tonight? Good, Mike. Hey, I just got a question for you. How did you ever get signed WCW? I never heard of how. Who uh, found I you? was writing for a wrestling newsletter called Pro Wrestling Torch. I was working for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter 900 number. Eric Bischoff was the boss at WCW. He liked my style, so he asked me to come work for WCW, initially for their 900 number. But after that, I wrote for their uh, magazine, and then later, the internet became a big thing. I did stuff for their website. Most famously, I did stuff for their uh, internet audio show, which was the first of its kind, uh, not just in wrestling, but but I think the first of its kind in anything related to sports. And then uh, eventually I got on TV and even had a, a, a very small input on creative in certain instances. So that's the WCW story. Let's go to Chuck in Brighton Heights. Chuck, ask Mark anything. Hey, what's up, Mark? What up, man? I, I just wanted to clear up something you said earlier about those rage tickets. Right. The expensive tickets were charity tickets. Okay, what's that mean? The, the, the band reserved 10% of random tickets to sell at a higher prices. Okay. And 100% of the proceeds go to charity. Okay, they're still making rage fans pay over $500 for tickets. And it's more than 10% because the tickets I saw weren't exactly pressed well, against the stage. Well, those were resellers by that point. But but that's Ticketmaster reselling them. That's Ticketmaster yes. serving as its own scalper, and Rage should hold them responsible for that. Well, they try. They tried everything they could. What do you mean tried everything they could? Is it their show or is it Ticketmaster's? I'm sorry. No ticket for a Rage Against the Machine show should cost four hundred or five hundred dollars. After all the yang they've talked about communism and socialism and sharing the wealth, no ticket for any reason should cost that much. To a Rage Against the Machine show. Period. Let's go to Mike in Hampton. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, I've got a baseball question. In this thing of um, specialization, why don't we see some team try a different pitcher every inning? You know, Every day, you're the first inning starter and so on and so forth. 
Well, you only have so many pitchers on the roster. So, you you, you know, I mean, you couldn't pitch every pitcher every day, could you? Well, they're only pitching one inning. It's not like they're going to be strained. Uh, yeah, they would be. I mean, you know, you see closers pitch two days in a row and then don't pitch for two days. Now, it, I feel you. Here's what surprises me more. I'm surprised that uh, a team's never – here's two gimmicky things you could do. To save stress on your staff, get a knuckleballer and start him every third day. Be interesting. And my other thing is uh, find somebody who throws left-handed and right-handed ambidextrous. Even if he's not the best pitcher, he just makes the lineup flip constantly. Put, we'll put butts in the seats at least. Uh, not here. Thank you for the call. Uh, a kid I coached in deck hockey, Brent Colomarino, good player. Real good player for deck. Good baseball player, too. Uh, got drafted by the Oakland A's, played for their system for a while. And Brent uh, could throw right-handed and left-handed equally well. And he did that in high school as a pitcher, but when he got to the pros, uh, they uh, made him just throw right-handed and play a position and not pitch. Let's go to Patrick on 79 North. Patrick, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mr. Madden. I said good day. Mark, curious, what's your favorite scene from The Big Lebowski? And also, do you have a favorite Chris Farley film? My favorite scene from The Big Lebowski might be uh, him, after he gets arrested at Jackie Treehorn's party, might be his scene with the chief of police of Malibu, ending with him getting kicked out of the cab because he hates the Eagles. (laughs) Okay. I mean, there's so many good scenes, but I really like so that. Many. And almost all his interaction with John Goodman was priceless. Absolutely agree. Let's 100%. go to uh, Big O in Steubenville. Big O, ask Mark anything. What's up, mate? What up, mate? Uh, quick question. I know you're a big steak aficionado. Have you ever had Wagyu beef? Yes. And if so, what was your opinion? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was so much more special as to justify the hype or the price. Okay, sounds fair. I mean, it was real good. Did you have it? I've had it, but I preferred a prime, USDA prime dry age steak over that. I probably have no preference, and that is all the people need to know between those two options. Let's go to uh, Bruno in Charleston. Bruno, ask Mark anything. You make a hell of a Caucasian, uh, Jackie. Um <laughs> Uh, Mark, I heard you talking about the Stones earlier. Um, I know it's your money and you make a lot of it. But don't you find it – are you going for history because it might be the last time, but don't you find it kind of sad that these guys are up there? Because they don't – I don't even think Richard is playing his guitar. Oh, I think no, I don't – I don't. Oh, Keith's still playing. He's just not playing as much as he did. Uh, Roddy Wood's become the de facto lead guitarist, but that's just the way the groups evolve. No, I'm glad they're playing. Uh, they have become – the guys they idolize, they've become Muddy Waters. They've become Holland Wolf. They've become guys who played forever. That was always their goal, and I respect that. Okay. I, I just, when I hear some of these guys, I mean, to me, they're old and they sound horrible. They don't sound horrible. You're wrong about that. They don't sound horrible. They sound great. Now, now they, right, they well, cheat a little bit. They have how many backup vocalists? They have how many keyboard players? They have how many horn yeah. players? They definitely fatten the sound. They are not a five-piece anymore, but but I think they're great. Four-piece plus vocals, I should say. Let's go to uh, uh, Tom and McDonald. Tom, ask Mark. Hey Mark, you are, 
You are the super genius. Uh, how? What percentage of Ben would you accept? I'm pro Ben, and he's a naysayer. Like I would take a seventy percent Ben over a hundred percent naysayer. Yeah, see, here's That's the problem. I want Ben to be a hundred percent because if he's like eighty percent, I'm not sure he'll adjust. Agreed. That's but the I'd biggest worry. It. The biggest worry is if Ben doesn't come back at a hundred percent, that he won't adjust to the missing percentage and become more of a game manager. I think Ben wants to be a gunslinger till the day he quits. And you were dead on with the Rolling Stones. They have become Muddy Waters, dead on. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And Muddy Waters no, wasn't as good when he was old as he was when he was young, but he was still Muddy Waters, and these guys are still the Rolling Stones. Let's go to Nathan in Omaha. Nathan, ask Mark anything. What's up, Big Sixy? What up, man? So I'm coming to Pittsburgh March 19th for the games against the Rangers and the Capitals. What are some restaurants in Pittsburgh you recommend for me to try? What am I, the diner's guide? No, like what are some restaurants around Pittsburgh well, you'd I mean, recommend I, from an out-of-towner? Ditka's out of is a chain. You could go to Ditka's anywhere, but I really like Ditka's. Uh, if, you're looking okay. to, if you're looking to go around the arena, go to uh, go to uh, the Cambria Hotel and Suites has a good restaurant. That's where I do my show from. And the uh, the uh, restaurant, I forget the name of it, the restaurant at the Marriott at the bottom of the hill is pretty good. If you're looking for stuff real close, those are close and they're pretty good. I'll tell you, if you like pizza... Milano Pizza right by the rink is really good. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Let's go to, uh, and of course, Big Shot Bob's House of Wings. Get them to go. I, I miss being able to recommend the Pittsburgh Steak Company. I just missed the Pittsburgh Steak Company. Gone now for, well, I don't even know how many years, and I've never replaced it. Let's go to uh, Connor in Brookline. Connor, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M. What's up, Big Sexy? What up, man? Hey, I just want to ask, on average, what time do you wake up in the morning? Between 7.30 and 8.30. Gotcha. Thanks. I don't set an alarm. I usually go to bed around midnight. I wake up between 7.30 and 8.30. But if I have trouble sleeping, I still wake up between 7.30 and 8.30, as has too often been the case recently. Let's go to Sean in Claysville. Sean, ask Mark anything. Good day, Super Genius. Right. Hey, uh, in the last three years, one Penguins player that is not on the team anymore but is still in the league, which one would you like to have back? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, honestly, none, none come to mind immediately. You tell me. Uh, I'm going to go with Flurry. I know the cap space wasn't there to keep Flurry and Murray, but, but uh, he'd be the one I'd pick. They don't need Flurry. But do you think uh, recently they would have been done better with Flurry and Mark's Murray? Not having but, a great uh, year. Mark's not having a great year. Yeah, I understand that, but do you think it's because he changed organizations? you think he would have no, done no, better? No, no, he made being... the Stanley Cup Finals the first year with that organization. Goodbye. We all want Flurry back. And I love Mark, but uh, look look forward, not not backward. Let's go to Kevin and Greentree. Kevin, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Hey, um... Vancouver's retired the Dean Brothers' uh, numbers tonight. Uh, Penguins have five cups and two numbers retired. I just wondered, what, uh, who makes that decision? Who, uh, whoever makes that decision's made the right decision. The Sedin Twins, who'd they ever beat? They didn't win anything. Why are their numbers being retired? Yeah, that's part of my question. I just don't get... The fewer the, the numbers you retire, the better. I understand the Canadians have won 20-some-odd Stanley Cups. They've retired so many numbers that their current team looks like a roller hockey team out there with numbers all in the 70s. And finally, let's go to Mike and Moon. Mike, ask Mark anything. Mark, why'd they cancel Ray Donovan? 
I don't know why, but it's much to my chagrin. Feds and Habs tomorrow. Hear all the action on the X. Thanks to Jason Zucker, Josh Yowie, John Parada, the lovely Jen Bellano. That's the news. I'm out of here. 105.9 The X.